This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always striving for better clients, a better practice, and a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So, what if you could become more profitable? as a result of the crisis, not by profiting from the crisis, but as a result of the changes required by the crisis. So today we're going to discover, and we're going to do this together, how small innovations can transform your practice. Now, this is obviously a challenging time right now. It is one where there's stress. No, even if your life has not changed much, like mine. Um, I still work in my home office, which I've been doing for many years. I still, um, you know, when I go to this, I, I, when I record in my studio, it's my studio next to my house. So my grandkids still come over because they're quarantined with us. Not a whole lot of change. And yet I still feel the change in the energy, the shift the stress, the, the concern about the, you know, the virus or the economy or anything else. So the question I always have is how do we respond to an emergency? How do we emerge from an emergency? So for example, do we contract or expand? Do we contract or expand? I know a lot of people are just trying to maintain. I would suggest we ought to be expanding right now. I'll get to that. Are we reactive or proactive? Are we just reacting to everything coming our way? And reaction creates an enormous amount of stress because we feel stress when we're not in control. That's how human beings react. When we're not in control, we feel stress. When out, we've got all these outside factors that we can't control. If we don't control what we can control, I think we're in trouble. And that's where we get even more stress. So that's the question. Are we going to be reactive in this crisis? Or are we going to be proactive in this crisis? Next question is, what happens with stress. Now we all are feeling stress in this crisis. Does that stress bring us down or pump us up? You know, science has long determined that some stress is important to human behavior, that we actually get better under a certain amount of stress. That's why athletes get better when they're in the stress. They actually run faster in the stress of a race right? Than they do when they're practicing. We react differently to stress though, depending on how we view the stress. So let me give you an example. You get up in the morning. Okay. So I get up in the morning, every morning I've got the same routine. Um, you know, get up, go in, feed the dog, start the coffee, sit down with my wife, do some reading, have coffee together. and prepare for the day. That's a routine we do every day. Then you start thinking about the day. 
you go, and it's, it's fine until you go, well, wait a minute. Okay. Today I am not leaving the house. Today I have to keep my business running today. I have clients. How are the clients going to respond? I think it's a function. How we do is more a function of how we behave towards the stress and towards the challenges than anything that the outside world can throw at us. So for example, when there, when the whole PPP loan hit the cares act, there was uh we, I mean, I was reading the bill before it was ever enacted. I hope you were too. When I'm reading the bill, I'm going, oh, they're the, going to be these loans. People are going to want answers and they're going to want our help. And we didn't, I mean, we're not a lending institution. We don't do financial statements as a practice. That's not part of our, our business and our CPA firm. So we had to decide, what are we going to do here? And, you know, always question is, how am I going to bill for this? Well, we made a decision. And I, for us, it was the right decision. See, the question is, are you focused always on your financial bank? Or are there times when you ought to be focused on your goodwill bank? Now, I think CPAs spend way too much time on their goodwill bank during good times. Once again, I think CPA spend way too much time on their goodwill bank during good times. Let me give you an example. How many of you out there don't charge for consulting? Period. I know that you're out there because we've had members in our network come to us and say, oh, we don't charge for consulting. We charge for compliance. <laughs> I just laugh. I'm going, doesn't that seem backwards? What do you think the clients value the most? The consulting or the tax returns? See, I think we ought to charge for the consulting and give away the tax returns. I think, though, that during good times, we're, we should not have to spend a whole lot of time on the Goodwill Bank. Yes, we need to spend time really on customer service. That customer service we can charge for in good times. There are times, though, when we absolutely ought to be focusing on our goodwill bank. And a crisis is the best opportunity to focus on a goodwill bank. So we made the decision early on that we would not charge any of our clients. And we told them that. Before the bill was enacted, we said, look, these, this PPP program is coming out. Call us with any questions. We will help you any way we can. All of our clients got PPP loans. Some of them had no bank. We helped them find a place to get their PPP loan. We ran through the calculations for their, the amount of the loan. We spent two weeks doing basically no chargeable work. I believe that was important. I believe it's important because I think it was the right thing to do for our clients, not because it was the right marketing move or the right thing to do for our business, but because I felt like now's the time in a crisis when we should be generous. 
the, the challenge I have right now, frankly, with the world is, is there's a lot of people out there that are very selfish and we're, we're and, and that selfishness comes from focus inward versus focus outward. And depression comes from a focus inward. Depress means to focus inward. Okay. You pressing down, you're depressing it, right? You're putting your thumbs on it and pressing it down. That's depression, right? Oppression is pressing on somebody else. Okay. But success comes from expansion of how we think and how can we serve others? Uh, Buckminster Fuller, a uh, great genius of the 20th century, is quoted as saying that the more people we serve, the more effective we become. The more people we serve, the more effective be we become. Which brings me to the point of innovation. Innovation is about serving more people. So when we're doing our goodwill gestures, now we decided not to just do goodwill gestures towards our clients. Okay. I spent those two weeks doing nothing but videos and uh, YouTube live, Facebook live, podcasts, interviews to help people understand what the, what the CARES Act meant to them. Now, is that good marketing? Absolutely. But remember, marketing is all about education. Marketing is all about serving people. To me, that's what it's about. You can push or you can pull. You can say, look, I'm going to focus on my mission. My mission is to help build people build tax-free wealth. That's my mission in life. Build tax-free wealth. So I, I had an opportunity here to help my mission. I didn't care whether I made any money. I decided very early on. Um, I remember very clearly, this is going to be a stressful time. I know it is. Um, our sales at WealthAbility dropped 80% the first week. 80% because people were just holding on to cash. It had nothing to do with us. People were still calling. We still were busy. But people were holding on to the cash. Okay. They started by hoarding toilet paper. Then they started hoarding cash. So right away, I'm thinking, okay, what do I do here? How can I make sure that, because at 20% of sales, we weren't going to last very long, frankly. So I'm going, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about the money. I'm going to worry about the mission. I'm going to focus on what we want to accomplish and serving as many people as I possibly can. And I, I did that just because, frankly, because it was too stressful to think about the rest. I'm, I'm just, I'm maybe perfectly honest with you. It wasn't out of some great feeling of, um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just this most generous person in the world because I'm not. I don't, I don't think any of us really are as generous as we may think we are. I just wanted to go, you know what? This is an opportunity to serve. And we need to take the opportunities that come to us. So adapting quickly to a change, really hard. Really hard for our profession. We do not adapt well. We don't. Now, a lot of you really had challenges with just the working from home bit. Okay, now we'd already set that up. 
So that was really easy for us. We've been, we've been remote with our clients for 15 years. So <clears throat> that part was, we, we were fortunate. We were ahead of the curve on that. So I know that's hard, but you still have to think, okay, what do I have to do differently here? Right? I mean, when you lose 80% of your sales in one week, you go, wait a minute, <laughs> we're, we're not going to be in business long at 20% of sales. We can't keep everybody employed. We can't do it. So immediately we're looking at what do we do? Well, I thought that the best thing I could do, frankly, was to just serve people, not charge anybody. I have had fewer chargeable hours in the last month or six weeks than I have um, on, in a monthly period in my entire life, my entire professional career. So that was, and I'm, I'm giving this as an example, not as to what you should do. Just, I, I just want to explain what happened as a result. Um, we, we started looking at our entire marketing and we're pretty decent marketers. Okay. I mean, for CPAs, we're great marketers, but we're pretty decent marketers anyway. We completely revised our look at marketing. We only let one person go. It was our marketing director. So I didn't think he was doing his job. Okay. And I took over as marketing director. Now you go, well, that's not getting you into the B quadrant, Tom. If you look at Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant, a lot of you follow Robert. Um, that's right. That puts me back in the S quadrant. There are times when we have to adapt. And this is one of those times I needed to step in. I need to say, okay, let's look at this. Not as a bad thing. Let's look at this as an opportunity. Let's look at this crisis as a way to force us to innovate. Let's look at that forced innovation as a good thing. It's an emergency. Let's emerge from it a completely different company. So let's take my CPA firm, which is separate from our marketing company. So my CPA firm, we are very quick to tell people, um, while we're an essential service, and you're allowed to come into the office. We do not expect you to come into the office. And we made sure everybody was set up to work from home immediately. And some of them will work from home for quite some time. I, I know I will. My, my, my wife and I are at risk here for this virus. So we'll be working from home for quite some time. Now we normally work from home. So that's not that big of a change for us. Okay. But. We have employees who they're not comfortable going to the office. They don't need to go in the office. So one of the innovations we did was, is we set up all of our communication, not with the idea that it would be remote for a short period of time, but with the idea of how do we set this up for a long period of time? How do we completely change the way we interact with our employees and still maintain that connection? Because it's that connection that brings the employees back, right? It's not the work. It's not the job. I, I, uh, my partner and I, we asked our employees the other day, they're dying to go back to work. They're dying to get back in the office. We're saying, why? Why is it that you want to get together? And here's what we came up with. And this was a, a joint thing, and it, it didn't come from me. It came from the, 
the rest of the, of the, uh, of the rest of the employees. We operate as a team. We don't operate as individuals. Okay. We, we decided a couple of years ago that bonuses would be based on team effort, not individual effort. Now that's simply because I wanted this to be a team. Okay. So if, if we're a team, the, the thing about being a team is it's so much more fun to work on a team than it is to work alone. That doesn't mean we don't do a lot of alone work. It does mean that whenever we need help, we can go to a team member because guess what? We're not getting bonuses based on our chargeable hours or our realization. No, those are, those are standards that we expect everybody to do. But I don't want people working long hours. You know, we have a, a rule in our office and we're going to hit it this year. <laughs> We've been really actually much more productive um, in tax returns than we've ever been before. And um, we have a rule that if as soon after October 1st, as we're done with all the tax returns, people can take the rest of the time off between that, that date and October 15th. So last year we ended a few days early this year. I think we may hit October 1st and be, be done and people get two week vacation. Why? Because I want to incentivize this working together as a team. Now, everybody has to be done. Okay. So you don't get one person done and say, I'm going to take up. Uh -uh -uh -uh. If there's any work to be done, everybody is working because it's a team, but that's who we are. So we started, we started this a while ago, but now, now with the, with the crisis, we had to figure out how do we maintain that team? So how do we maintain that communication? How do we maintain our work level? And so we're on the phone with each other. Or we're on video conference with each other on a very regular basis, very regular basis. And I know a lot of you are too. And I'm suggesting that maybe this ought to continue. We have a member um, in California and he told me, he says, um, he was looking at a 5,000 square foot lease. He says he wants to drop down to a 1500 square foot lease. He says people like working from home. He says he's, he's done coming to the office, which his wife is going finally. His wife is the office manager. And he always disrupts the business when he goes in. So she's been trying to get him home forever. Well, what this has done is he's looking at this, go, oh, this, oh, I like this. I like being home. I don't need to go in. So normally I would go in the office once a week. Now I'm on a video conference with my team once a week, not in the office at all. That's an example of, I think, where it's been a positive for us as a result of this crisis. Let me give you another example. One of the most important things that we can do that we don't do is call our clients. I know that seems crazy. But most CPAs, in my experience, are extraordinarily reactive and they wait for the clients to call them. We, I mean, we market to your clients, basically. I'm telling you, we are marketing to your clients. And they are coming to us 
we schedule well over a hundred calls a week with people who want our services of our network members. Why? Here's the question. Why are they calling us? Yes, they're calling us because we do have something unique to offer. No question. But they wouldn't be calling us if you were calling them. Let me say it again. They would not be calling us if you were calling them. My experience with calling a client is that a call to a client always results in more work. Now, some of you are saying, I don't want more work. Well, then fine. Then don't call your clients because you're going to end up with less work. Here's what's going to happen as a result of this crisis. You're going to expand or contract. You choose. Are you going to expand or are you going to contract? There's no maintaining in a crisis like this. There's no such thing. You expand or you contract. So why not expand? I have members ask me the other day, should, should I hire right now? I'm going, absolutely. Why wouldn't you hire right now? You have people on the market. If you can innovate little things like, okay, let's make a, a plan where we're going to call one client every week. What if it was just that? I'm going to call a client I didn't normally talk to. I'm going to reach out and call them once a week. Am I going to build them for that time? Absolutely not. Do not, do not build them for a call that you make to them ever. Okay. I don't even make, I don't even charge for most calls that clients make to me because they're typically short calls. But what I do is, is I set up appointments. See, now there's an innovation for some of you. Some of you aren't, are, are answering the phone. Instead, you ought to be setting appointments to use your time more efficiently. There's, um, there's a little psychology to that too, by the way. So if you're not available all the time, but you are available if an appointment's made, clients don't feel like, oh, I can't get a hold of you. Now, I will take a client call. A client calls me, I will, I will talk to them. But here's what, but we have rules. So one of the things we've done in our practice is we've set rules. This is what happens. Even to phone calls. My assistant knows, as a general rule, people are supposed to call me or call our conference, my conference line. I don't call out. Why? Because I'll screw it up. I'll, I'll mess up. I'm going, wait a minute. I thought, I can't remember. They were supposed to call me or I was supposed to call them. So I just made it a rule. They call me. Okay, now, once in a while, they want me to call them. Well, so my assistant will put in big, bold letters in the calendar, call him or call her at this number, right? Or it's a video conferencing meeting, right? So we, one of the things we have to do, and one of the great opportunities for innovation is to completely change our systems. We ought to be looking at how can we operate more efficiently? See, here's, the, here's one of the great things about this crisis. It is. It's a great thing about the crisis. Everybody's used to being online. Everybody's used to doing video conferencing. So your clients don't have to come in. Do you know that we have actually timed it out? When we have a client come into the office, and most of our clients don't because they, they're not local. But when we have a client come into the office, it takes twice as long to do the same amount of work as if we're doing it on the phone or video conference. Twice as long. Now you have an opportunity. If, if, if you're spending half as long, you can make twice as many calls. 
if you have appointments, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen. So what I'm suggesting is these are little teeny tiny innovations we're talking about here. Little tiny adaptations in our business. We call instead of just answer. We set appointments instead of just always on the run taking calls. I had a, a CPA tell me the other day that the, the two, two weeks of the PPP loan uh, drama was the worst two weeks of, their, uh, uh, of his life. And I'm going, that's a shame because those were two of the best weeks of my life. I was able to serve more people. But see, my expectation was I'd set up from the front. My expectation was I'm just going to take this time to serve. So I took all the pressure off. I took all the pressure off the clients. I said, don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you. Call us. We want to help you out here. Okay. So our clients, we, we bill, we bill for our work during good times. We're billing for our work. Okay. We're very clear as to how much we bill for our work. We tell them up front. We even get them to agree up front to how much a project, including a tax return is going to cost. So these are some of the things, by the way, that we're talking about in our conference on May 28th through 30th. So please come join us May 28th through 30th. It's um, video conference. So everybody can come. There's um, it's a, a teeny tiny price, $497. And you can bring a guest $497. You can bring a guest and $497. You bring a guest and it's 20 over 20 hours of continuing education. So it's like almost nothing um, per, per hour for continuing education. Very inexpensive continuing education. So please come join us. We're going to talk about how to innovate, how to, how to become more profitable, and what really matters to your clients. What really matters to your clients. We're going to talk about, what, and we have experts. We have experts. It's not just me. You're not listening to me for three days. That would be horrible. We have, <laughs> we have experts coming in. Experts like Kim Kiyosaki, one of the, one of the top um, uh, most in-demand speakers around the world. Okay, Kim Kiyosaki. Um, she's going to talk about completely transforming the way you do business. Uh, Blair Singer, who's one of the top trainers um, in uh, big companies throughout the world. He is uh, an amazing trainer. And he's going to talk about how we handle it um, in, our, in our head, that little voice in our head. So we have amazing speakers. We have an amazing group of people. We're going to have lots of interaction with each other because we want to connect. And we want to connect with you because what we find is, is when we connect and we innovate, we always end up with better clients, better practice, and a better life. See you next time. By the way, if you like this, please, 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 please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. Um, we'd like to hear from you. So please give us your feedback. What do you want to hear about? What guests would you like to hear? And uh, we would just, we'd, we'd like to serve you. That's what we'd like to do. See you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>